All right, welcome to another episode of Namaste Ballers. I'm your host Gautam and please welcome our co-host for this episode Rohit and Shushant. Hello guys. Hello, hello. Namaste Ballers, how's it going guys? Today is the 23rd of November. Um excited to talk about two interesting and maybe on contrasting teams um in as part of the division discussion. All right today is the division day discussing about two teams you know this is AFC East Dolphins and Jets you know Miami Dolphins and New York Jets it's going to be interesting talking about these two teams um, you know Miami Dolphins you know their 2021 record which is last year they were 9 and 8 with the previous head coach you know Brian Flores and he was fired after last season you know the interesting thing about last season was you know they started the season 1 and 7 but they won the next seven games straight but you know for some reasons you know we, we don't have time for that now but Brian Flores was fired and apparently there was some conflict between the head coach and the ownership and he was fired and you know there was some news coming out in the off season that you know he was being paid to lose games and you know he launched a lawsuit you know uh, a story for another day maybe in the off season let's see um moving on um the other you know important um you know point in the 2021s season was the rookie jalen wardle was picked 6 overall by the previous management so yeah that was a good good first round pick he was picked overall number 6 yeah coming jalen wardle man that yeah. fellow is like he's he's like he's a, he's a he's a gem right and the fact that uh, um dolphins got him and they're making good use of him um yeah. and you club with the fact that on the other side you now have the best wide receiver for all intents and purposes with tyreek hill um that is like uh, you know you, you can sense that this team is going to do um is going to do a lot of things uh, this season like 3 years ago for example or 3 uh, to 4 years ago um, you know uh, dolphins and even the jets like both of them are like you know rock bottom teams you know like if you're uh, playing you know elimination uh, Uh, uh elimination league or elimination teams like where you pick one team and uh, uh, for every week uh, you can safely pick any team against uh, the jets or the dolphins and you could you could be confident that you know you would make it to the next week um, that is now uh, a complete departure um, uh, like this season they are like in a completely different league and they're definitely doing lot better than what they were doing before yep 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 coming to the 2022 off season a brand new head coach mike mcdaniel the former offensive coordinator for the 49ers he was hired you know really good hire there but we'll see how the season and the next few season goes before we you know give our own uh, grade for this head coach and the first few things that he that you know mike mcdaniel did was you know trading for tyreek hill and the amount of draft picks that he he gave i mean that it was a massive haul that you know dolphins had to give up to acquire tyreek hill it was a first round 
Yeah, it, it definitely worth it. You know, it was like a first round, a second round, a fourth round, two fourth rounds, and a sixth round. Basically, a team's whole draft you know, picks for a whole you know year in a sense, right? You know, it's 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 you know first, second, third, fourth. It's like it's like a team's whole draft haul for a particular year. They just gave it away to get Tyreek Hill. Um, definitely worth it, you know. Um, we'll we'll see how much worth it 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 is, but but yeah, and they signed him to a four year one twenty million deal with seventy two million guaranteed. So that is a big big contract and a big massive you know haul that you know Dolphins had to give up. Um, some other uh, trades they trade for Raheem Mostert, you know. And by trade deadline, they acquired Jeff Wilson Jr. as well, both ex 49er players. Yeah, so Rohit, your your thoughts on you know the off season moves, the head coach, you know what your your thoughts there? Yeah, so the most interesting definitely the head coach. I think I don't know what prompted them. I mean, there is history, but if I was running a team, I probably would not have fired Brian Flores. I mean, especially after seven straight wins. I don't know what prompted them to swap. I mean, yes, it's working out great. Uh, but again, it, it was a gamble too, to hire a new coach, uh, new regime and uh, new players and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, really good that uh, Dolphins are, uh, we can safely say they're their elite team this season. Uh, and that's what we are. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, new... Head coach Mike McDaniel from the you know Mike Shanahan tree, you know bringing that West Coast offense to Dolphins and you know and they are really really playing well, especially with Tua. Looking at this is a pretty complex offense. The quarterback and the player seem to be you know relishing this offense and yeah. Moving on the regular season for this year for Dolphins, they are seven and three, first in the division. So looks like this new head coach and the moves that he's making is paying off with the Bills at 7 and 3, Patriots at 6 and 4, Jets at 6 and 4, you know, one of the best divisions I think, you know, AFC East is just behind I think NFC East in my opinion. You know, both of these NFC East and AFC East, somehow the East our divisions are <laughs> are really playing playing really really well. Um, you know, uh, with coming to tour, you know, we all discussed a lot in our previous uh, episodes about his you know concussion, the backlash, you know, the the decision by the management to you know get him pretty soon and getting him concussed again. So you know, we 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 all gave our thoughts um, there, um, and I think the management you know learned a pretty good lesson there you know you should take care of your players you know in their prime and you know they'll take care of you so and i would say you know nfl as a whole learned a lesson there like what what we saw of on that field when he went down was scary right like mm-hmm. the way he was convulsing uh, i was scared just for him just by looking at him so um, i think uh, you know we're all uh, nfl will be better off as an outcome of that episode yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, with with this with this division, uh, you know, at, at a whole, 
you know you know being such a competitive division you know you cannot you know miss you know have an off day with everyone playing really really well so 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 Rohit, what do you, what do you think this, this division with everyone playing well you know dolphins with the new management you know playing so well it 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 also gives you that added pressure that you know you don't you cannot have those off days that maybe other weaker divisions have right yeah you cannot lose momentum while you're still hot and afc east is back to their glory days again looks like uh, all the teams in this division seem to be doing well uh, not just the two teams we're talking about here so and it's interesting to see that Tyreek Hill is flourishing better than Jalen Waddle given that Jalen Waddle has been with Tua for uh, more time than him uh, not just in Miami Dolphins but i think they were teammates in Oklahoma Sooners as well so they were like long standing buddies uh, but uh, yeah who would have thought Tyreek would be number 1 and Jalen Waddle would be number 2 on their offense Yeah, I think it's more of a one A one B situation there as well. Right, and both of them are like superstars. Um, Tyreek Hill is, um, you know, he's he's basically next level. Um, I think I remember somebody saying at some point that uh, you know during some conversation that um, Tyreek Hill was as you know uh, is it going to make any difference if uh, you know if it's yeah. a different quarterback and he was like. <clears throat> yeah, uh, you know, even if you throw the ball, I'm going to go catch the ball. I'm just going to make make something out of it. So, but um, so. Yeah, that but the thing is, I think Tyreek Hill wasn't this great in Kansas City Chiefs offense. I mean, he was good, but in Miami Dolphins, like he's elite. Like at this point in time, he already has like almost twelve hundred yards, and we still have like what uh, seven or six games more. So that puts him around like fifteen, sixteen hundred yards. easy and i don't know when was the last time he had that many yards in chiefs offense i mean yes he had 1000 yard offenses but uh, this is an insane start of tyreek hill that he is uh, shutting up all the haters that had questions just like what you said the will tyreek hill flourish and what not and now everybody is quiet right it was the other way around as well right you know people thought if tyreek is gone will pat mahomes be the same and but no yeah. you know, pat mahomes is cooking as he is and tyreek hill is cooking on his own so i i guess both are really good players on on their own you know one doesn't need the other right so so good players will flourish um and you know bad players will will suck but um more to that later <laughs> um but yeah offense will talk about the offense you know we've already gone into it you know tyreek and jalen waddle tyreek is number 1 in overall receiving yards for the whole NFL. He is at 1148 and Jalen Waddle is number 5 with 878. So two top I mean you know the I mean from one team having you know two uh, wide receivers in the top 5 with receiving yards that is just insane. This shows that you know what kind of an offense they have, you know, what kind of offensive production that Dolphins are putting up every game. um the i mean yeah. and especially That's tua you know we cannot forget what tua is doing you know these wide receivers are playing well and one reason is tua is playing well as well you know tua in he is really being accurate he's he's you know uh, playing uh, really really well this is, i think this is one of the best seasons that tua is having what what what, what do you think shushan yeah he's 
Tua is, uh, I think, it's the perfect synergy, right? Um, Tua has the ability to feed uh, two-star wide receivers, uh, and um, you know they are making best of the opportunities. Uh, and the other stat that that also translates into stats. Uh, like one other stat was like, um, as a team, their yards per reception um, is the best, number one uh, at twelve point eight. Um, so all of this, um, you know, does talk a lot about. Uh, uh, you know how how good the offense is looking um, when it comes to uh, when we're looking on the perspective of passing. Yeah, and it almost uh, feels like a dream run by Dolphins, where Dolphins haven't lost without Tua at all this season, uh, and these wide receivers putting up so many yards and such good numbers. Can they actually pull it off next season? That's what it makes me feel like. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they probably can, but how can they top this season is uh, what I'm starting to think because this season is going so well for them on all aspects. Coaching staff, wide receivers, Tua, uh, everybody's shining. So, yeah, I was, yeah, I was... I imagine there would be some uh, regression next year, um, especially when you're looking at such elite uh, numbers. Uh, you know, it will eventually regress back to the mean. See, definitely. Uh, the defense will yeah. obviously, you know, they will, they will in offseason, they'll, they'll yeah. see the tape, they'll, they'll try to pick up what the offense is doing, and then it's, it's a game of catch and mouse, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also, I mean, I've I've seen a play where someone's breaking down one touchdown that Dolphins had. It was such a such a good play by Mike McDaniel that you know uh, Jalen Waddle got this deep touchdown, but it all it it you know it all was you know helped by Tyreek Hill because he drew a, a you know a double team from the defense, and you know or two or three of the defense you know they went right to Tyreek Hill. And all uh, Jalen Ward had to do was, you know, beat one man, and you know he he went and got it. So, so it's it's this teamwork that you know it's all about, you know this this and Jalen Waddle is also benefiting from this, right? You know, if if Tyreek Hill wasn't there, then will Jalen Waddle would have gotten this much production? So it it frees Jalen Waddle as well. Yep, synergy, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Tua is number one overall in passer rating. And in the games that Tua started, uh, Dolphins are, you know, overall number two in points per game, just behind the Chiefs. So, and as Rohit mentioned, they are yet to lose when Tua started. So the three games that they lost was when Tua was injured and he was, you know, sidelined with that concussion. So, so yeah, um, Dolphins are... You know, offensively putting up really, really good points. If you put 29 points a game or 30 points a game, you know, more often than not, you will lose uh, unless you have like a really, really, really bad defense. And that brings us to the defense. You know, they are 21 overall. So it's not their, you know, strong point. You know, they are kind of a mid tier defense or a lower mid-tier defense. And, you know, the areas that need improvement, you know, in my opinion, are the third down defense. They are the bottom of the league in third down defense and red zone defense. I think these are the two uh, points that, you know, probably the defense, you know, has to improve. And obviously the other offenses are taking, you know, advantage of. Uh, But, you know, they are starting to improve 
you know they made some moves by the trade deadline they got Bradley Chubb from the from the Denver Broncos so they are showing up their D line but the secondary needs to improve so so we'll see how it goes um any any thoughts you know getting Bradley Chubb was a really really good move right right yeah i think i mean this is what will cost them playoff games third down and red zone like you mentioned uh they quickly realized and traded for Bradley Chubb which is a good sign but overall defense has to improve uh, to sustain prolonged games and uh, deeper run into playoffs so we still have to see yep uh, definitely you know uh, dolphins they want to win the super bowl now Um, and they're making all of the moves that are required to make that happen. And it will be very interesting to see uh, 49ers and Dolphins Super Bowl, you know, on both the sides. I want to see how that plays out. Like, well, they are playing, picks. actually. The Dolphins are coming to Levi's Stadium, and they will play the 49ers. So we'll, we'll see that. 49ers versus current 49ers. That should be fun to watch. Yeah, a, a lot of X... players <laughs> and ex coaching staff coaching staff yeah yeah right and even i mean if you if you go into it west welker who is the wide receiver coach for the 49ers you know he is now moved to the dolphins he's the wide receiver coach for the dolphins now so you know i mean a lot of you know interconnections there you know it, it it'll be good to see if you know you know uh, coming back game for dolphins it'll be good to see i mean dolphins offense is really good but the Niners defense is also good so we'll see how that that is a, that is going to be a really interesting game to see all all of that and people will know all their strengths and weaknesses right so it will be a good game yeah i was reading somewhere uh, in some article that somebody uh, of the dolphins coaching staff was insisting that uh, they are not the 49ers east um, i actually beg to differ let's see how that game will turn out yeah yeah and uh, with regards to the strength of schedule um, dolphins have the seventh worst um, strength of schedule for the remaining games to be played um, but uh, this team um, is a good team i think uh, they will definitely be over able to overcome um, you know um, this bad strength of schedule um, to make it to the playoffs um, and to be able to uh, you know make a strong case um, for uh, Uh, the super bowl in fact i am I'm, i'm actually uh, super excited to see you now will dolphins be like uh, the bengals of last year uh, will they be able to you know like well, you know, nobody thought the bengals would make it to the super bowl maybe in this time is dolphins starts the next three games uh, for dolphins by the way texans 49ers um, and chargers um, so you know for next week um, if you have your jeff wilson um um uh, well mustard is kind of injured um, so but if you are owner of jeff wilson start jeff wilson um houston texans are very bad when it comes to blocking run defense um and uh, uh, with mustard being injured jeff wilson uh, has a very good there's a very good possibility that he'll have the backfield all to himself and uh, that would translate to a lot of production so um definitely consider that folks Yeah, yeah Rohit, some final thoughts before we move on to uh, Jets. Yeah, and yeah, this team certainly has potential to reach Super Bowl. Didn't they win against uh, Buffalo Bills when they recently played? 
so i mean definitely i mean they could be the division leaders and absolutely have the potential to even clinch by first round by if all goes well for them uh, and make a deep run into playoffs like sushant saying yeah they could be the bengals uh, they could go to super bowl i mean they are that good of a team i wouldn't be surprised if it be bills or dolphins at this point that go to super bowl yep you are you are okay before we move on to jets your final predictions for dolphins on where they will reach in this year's season right i think they'll show up uh, well they they'll definitely go to the divisional round obviously but i think they land in the championship afc championship game uh, is what my prediction is they might lose there uh, they might win i'm not sure but yeah yeah my prediction is very similar i think it'll be bills and dolphins um, and i think uh, bills will win by virtue of their experience in being in this high pressure games um so but it will be a really good run for the dolphins yeah yeah i i think i have similar thing as well i think they will go might go to championship game but i think bills are regressing a little bit i think chiefs are really on a high so it looks like it might be like a chiefs dolphins game maybe so that will be really interesting to see but yeah looks like these guys have the potential to to go there yeah yeah well um i hope i'm not one of those guys who end up jinxing teams because i was like oh la rams <laughs> they're going to go to the super bowl and now they're like you know circling the drain and now like oh bills are going to make it to the championship i hope i'm wrong uh, i do like uh, bills as a team and josh allen for my fantasy outlook yep yep so that is miami dolphins moving on to the next uh, team of this AFC East division New York Jets you know looking back last year they were 4 and 13 they had a new head coach hired last year uh, Robert Sala who was the former defensive coordinator for the 49ers and you know Mike LeFleur who was the passing game coordinator for the 49ers he became the offensive coordinator and a tidbit there he is the younger brother of Matt LeFleur who is the current head coach of the Packers so yeah you'll be hearing a lot of ordinaries here because both these two teams have a lot of connections with 49ers so so my apologies if i keep you know talking about the niners here um they did draft their supposedly franchise quarterback Zach Wilson at number 2 overall last year. So that was 2021 the new head coach their you know their new supposedly uh franchise quarterback and then this off season you know they showed up their offensive line they they did take Lakin they did trade for Lakin Tomlinson the draft picks I think uh there were many draft picks but you know i I'm, i'm mentioning the the three really um you know impactful ones that we've seen this year one is emmet sauce gardner who's you know really really good cornerback he's been shutting down wide receivers left and right you know we've, we've seen garrett wilson you know wide receiver you know rookie wide receiver but 
you know he's been performing really well he's been you know putting up those fantasy points and breeze hall he's been injured but you know he's he he has shown his talent he's shown that he can be one of the really good running backs this year so guys you know what do what do you think you know um the new head coach last year uh we'll we'll definitely discuss zach wilson for sure you know their off season their draft picks um you know right your your thoughts <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Sauce Gardner already seems like the top three cornerbacks in the entire NFL, even including NFL veterans. So, such a good pick. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't know why he fell off draft boards uh, that much, uh, but such a good scoop because I think at uh, number three, he, he, was, he, was, had, he, he was pick four. You know, he, he, didn't, right. he, didn't, he didn't go down. No, but the so number three Texans had a chance, right? And they picked the same spot, and they picked Derek Stingley instead of Sauce Gardner. Uh, so uh, that was a puzzling decision by Texans, uh, but good scoop by Jets, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, offense. I mean, the good picks, but uh, un- unfortunately, they're not able to shine as much because Zach Wilson isn't doing as well. Uh, but otherwise, great pickups too. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, like you're saying, both were shining really well. Brees Hall at one point in time was uh, in the talks of Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, potentially. So, yeah. Yeah. My my take on the Jets as a whole uh, is I was playing um, um, elimination um, fantasy football. Um, and in week two, um, and at that point, uh, people were still, uh, you know, writing off the Jets as you know a super big team. Um, they upset the Browns and they win against the Browns, and that basically got rid of around fifty percent of uh, more than fifty percent of all of the people who were playing in my league. Uh, they all got eliminated. Um, so uh, this th- that basically essentially set a tone of you know Jets are no longer. Um, a bad team um, as we used to consider them in the past um, they are getting better um, and that is uh, you know uh, because of um, all of these pickups that they're making um, and all of these changes that they're making um, so definitely um, you know um, they are a much more respectable team um, and um, saying that you know NFC East is back uh, to uh, so AFC East they're back to their uh, former glory and the fact that uh, while Jets are uh, still 6-4 and while they are still at the bottom of their division, um, they are still a 600 team. Um, that goes a long way. Uh, like just purely looking at the Jets, uh, you can say that you know they've gotten much better than where they were, and um, that deserves some respect. Um, so yeah, um, you know um, they are in the right uh, right direction, uh, but they need to um, continue to execute uh, better. And if uh, you know what happened with the New England Patriots uh, uh, last week is an example, uh, things might turn out to be disappointing. Yep, yep. So that is about Jets offseason, their draft, the head coach, Robert Sala. Uh, he's definitely, you know, a defensive-minded coach. You know, he did get Mike LaFleur, you know, so it's probably the same offense that, you know, Dolphins have as well and what the Niners have, right? So it's it's probably the same offense. 
Yeah. So coming, we'll discuss the defense first before we go and discuss the offense and Zach Wilson. So the defense, you know, Robert Sala, he is in charge of the defense, right? You know, he is he's the defensive mastermind here. And the Jets defense is legit. You know, the top 10 defense, they're overall number eight. They're just giving up 18 points a game. Passing, rushing, you know, whatever you say, you know, they are top 10. You know, they have a balanced defense. So, you know, it's really, really good. I mean, their defense is what is, you know, keeping them afloat. And the 6-4 and this record that they have, I think it's largely due to their defense. Right, Rohit? Yeah, and I obviously did not see such an improvement from Jets, especially I think, I don't know if it was last year or the year before where Jamal Adams got shipped out from Jets to Seahawks, where he was not happy with how the current roster is. But uh, given the circumstances, I I would argue that Jets is a better defense than Seahawks defense at this point in time. Uh, maybe Jamal Adams would have flourished even better uh, in this offense had he stayed. Uh, yeah, I would uh, definitely agree to that uh, in the beginning of the season. Um, and, you know, this time around, um, like right now, the Seahawks rookies are coming. Uh, they're actually doing much better than how they were doing the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they're still it's interesting defense. to evaluate how Jets are doing right now uh, versus how the Seahawks are doing right now uh, defensive uh, from a defensive standpoint. I think that it's going to be neck and neck. Yeah. But I'm just talking purely from like Jamal Adams' perspective. Maybe he would have been better off just sticking to Jets. <laughs> I know. Uh, because I mean, it's such a quick turnaround from defense. I mean, nobody thought uh, Jets would be as good and now we're putting Jets defense in like legit terms uh, so uh, kudos to Robert Sala uh, did not see it coming and uh, great improvement in one season Yep, Shushant, some last thoughts on the defense before we move on to the offense Yeah, I was looking at the stats for the Jets defense and um, the one thing that jumped out to me was uh, the interceptions. The number of interceptions that they got so far, uh, they're actually tied for number fourth uh, across the league. Um, and the most number of interceptions um, is um, 13, uh, while these guys are at 11. Um, so, you know, that uh, definitely speaks volumes of uh, what the defense is capable of. Um, and that again ties back to Robert Sala. Um, like, they have a good head coach uh, and that is translating to um, you know overall improvements across the board for the Jets uh, and we are seeing that uh, in all of the numbers yep yep and sauce gardner i mean every game we you know we see his name being there you know mentioned you know shutting down wide receivers you know turnovers um, interceptions he he is legit you know what a pick by jets you know he is he's just amazing one of the top corners um cornerbacks for sure yeah so jets defense being legit are the offense you know supporting their defense you know that is what we'd be discussing now you know they are the offense they are the 28th overall in yards per game points per game 22 overall so i mean 
doesn't look like you know uh, a you know uh, offense that is supporting the defense in any way. So, um, Rohit, what I mean, I think it's it's that time that we start discussing you know the elephant in the room yeah. and, and start <laughs> start discussing Zach Wilson. Yeah, the, I think yeah, the, 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 the news is cap. yeah the, the news is that he's um, he's been benched, right? So let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, so I think the quick stat from the game that they recently played against Patriots, uh, entire offense was hundred yards, and then the entire second half was two yards of offense, and <laughs> it seems so silly to hear where. I mean, Belichick almost made this offense look like children are playing against an NFL team. I mean, two yards is such an absurd stat, and you're talking about number two uh, round pick uh, or uh, the first round number two pick, uh, and he's into his second year, right? And second year is where typically the quarterbacks will shine. Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes wasn't great first year, uh, but second year is when he showed everybody who patrick mahomes was uh, and at this point in time i mean you already know i mean if jets are benching him then you already know that he's not doing his offense any favors but i think the fact i think lies in his uh, attitude i believe where uh, he is not accepting that he's not doing good enough to keep uh, him in or keep their team in the close games uh from from what i'm i was reading i think from zach wilson i think also comes from the background he comes from where he apparently comes from like a, a rich family and uh, so he's always been uh, given things and i believe his uncle uh, even owns the jet blue airlines uh, so he he's like a filthy rich type of family and he's always been given things and nobody has ever questioned him right and he has been played quarterback and quarterback uh, quarterbacks are always given the silver platter everybody treats you with respect nobody questions you regardless of where you are and coming to the NFL i mean that's the attitude and that's the background he's coming from where things have always worked out for him he's always been in good places and this is the probably the first time he's playing or he's going through some adversity and uh, and i guess it's it's really hard probably for him to accept or digest the facts uh, that this is in, indeed happening to him uh, and which is what's making him uh, give absurd and uh, attitude full of responses instead of explaining himself that did you let your defense down he's straight up saying no with no explanation right so and that's the attitude he has and that's not the proper uh, leadership or nfl quarterback room leadership that anybody expects uh, he has uh, jeff no uh, joy flacco as his uh, quarterback in his room and he's probably double the age of him and and the quarterback room i mean joy flacco probably thinks he's a kid like his this this story is 20 years old and joy flacco is probably 35 or something right uh, and you're not really gaining any amount of respect from your teammates if you're talking like this 
and which is what costed him the job essentially i mean temporary yeah. maybe but and and if you add on to the like we just look at the numbers right uh, the stats are not um, lying either um, like the pass completion uh, is basically worst in the league at 57.2% and um, you know uh, while he was, he did not play in all of the weeks um, he still contributed to towards that um, and uh, he, like the fact that he's not willing to take any accountability right, that's that's probably where all of this um um all of this lack of respect is coming from and uh, you know like as a quarterback you are expected to lead your team you are expected to be a leader um uh, take that accountability do uh, you know go above and beyond for your team um but when he's like yeah that that it is more like yeah i'm good my team is not good so you know it's not my fault um, that's not going to work out um, um you know and uh, Uh, I'm glad that he's getting he's getting benched. Um, it'll give him some time to sit down and uh, um, collect his thoughts, reflect um, on uh, you know um, how he's been uh, behaving, and uh, hopefully he comes out as a, a better person as an outcome of this um, entire thing. And uh, hopefully he'll be much more stronger <clears throat> um, as a player um, and mentally as well. Yep, yep. So this past game against the Patriots, right? You know, it was three all. and you know unfortunately for jets that punt return for touchdown at the last few seconds just you know it was heartbreaking for the jets you know it was just a just a game i couldn't believe it being 3 all at, i i definitely thought it was going to go overtime and you know that punt return for touchdown i mean i cannot believe if i'm the jets <laughs> and you know that is happening to me but i think at the end of the day you know you kind of you know deserve it you know your your quarterback you know 9 of 22 for 77 yards and in the post game presser someone asked him you know what is the reason i mean what, what what's happening why are you struggling and he and he was you know instead of you know you know you know accepting the fact that you know he did let his team down or or he was he was not good in in this particular game he started to give you know excuses you know one of the excuse he gave was ah it was a little bit windy and it was mm-hmm. it was hard for me to to play but in the same conditions mac jones was 23 of 27 with 246 yards so it you know it, it, they both were playing in the same conditions same game same day but you know mac jones was obviously better you know that day um yes both scored three points both offenses scored three points yes but mac jones was was a lot better and you know zach wilson you know if you guys missed you know what he said in that post game presser he was you know he was asked after the loss if he felt he let his defense down by his performance and his reply was no so i think that is where you know everyone was thinking you know you know you feel that lack of accountability you know the, the correct response would have been you know yes you know i didn't play well you know i i made some mistakes you know i'll make sure this doesn't happen this is you know if if you don't admit that you've done something wrong then then how can you you know work on your mistakes and how can you improve on your mistakes i think that is that is what the rock, the locker room is you know finding it hard right now and and you know he lost that respect that you know what rohit and shushant were talking about you know and robert sala you know he was asked you know how his 
team was doing, how his offense was doing in the second half. And he literally said, you know, his offense was dog shit in the second half. And it was just uh, <laughs> hilarious to hear him say that. You know, he was he was straight to the point. He just said what he felt. And, and I think at this point, what Robert Sala is doing is doing what is right for the team instead of doing what is right for his quarterback. And that is why he's benching him and starting Mike White. And then let's see, you know, if he, you know, a couple of games, will he come back or no? Or will he come back from this? People are saying that he's going to be, he's, he's a Mr. Trubisky part two. That he's, <laughs> um, he's, he's a bust. And people are actually questioning why did Jets even pick him at two? And why was he a consensus pick, uh, n- number two pick? Because yeah. if you see the draft last year, everyone's board was number one, Trevor Lawrence, number two, Zach Wilson. And there was no question about those first two picks at all. And number three was where people started having different discussions on who number three can be. Is it going to be Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, whatever. But the first two picks was always on everyone's draft board. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. And and people are actually asking now, why was uh, Zach Wilson a consensus number two pick? Why? And, and you know, this year, he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the whole league. So, I think that is what the Jets are, you know, struggling with. They have such a good defense. And the defense is why that they are 6-4 six and, six and four right now. So, even though the games that Zach Wilson started, they're 5-2. and two, But he's still being benched. And that says a lot about Zach Wilson. I think if Jets had a, at least a starter level quarterback like a like a just a game manager kind of a quarterback who can at least you know do what the just the offense is giving not even the elite play just a game manager i think they'll have a really really good record better than this so what we give jets russell wilson instead of zach wilson <laughs> well, 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 Russell Wilson is struggling on his own, but but I know, I know. I'm the, that was a quick pun, but I think but, even Russell Wilson, you put Russell Wilson in, he'll do. Uh, Jets will be much better team than what they are. Definitely, definitely. That, that, that's what I think. I mean, I mean, what about Jimmy G? Jimmy G would have been really, really good in, in the Jets. It's the same offense that yeah. he's doing in in San Francisco right now. So yeah. I mean, next year with Trey Lance coming back. I mean, if, if Zach Wilson is like this, if he's playing like this, then Jets are looking for another veteran quarterback right now. I think yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G would be a really, really one good pick for, for the Jets. Right. I think, yeah, there's already rumors that Jimmy G uh, might go to either Jets or Texans uh, also. Um, Texans also bench their quarterback right now. Uh, so they're in the kind of the same boat. But uh, I guess, I mean, so coming back to Zach Wilson, uh, I think if you do look at how bad his quarterback play is, uh, there was one example in the game where uh, the, it was a first down, I believe, or maybe third down, and there, Zach Wilson was trying to throw behind the line of scrimmage to a running back. So running back was literally right next to him, right? few yards away. And even that, he overthrew running back and it went over his head and it went out of the bounds. Uh, and the running back was in shock, like he's literally standing next to him and how can you even overthrow me? <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of, I think, is a telltale for uh, 
Zach Wilson story and how bad it's because uh, he's talk shit that's why yeah <laughs> i mean i think robert sala if you if you look at the conference i think it's well very well poised and very well answered and uh, he was answering the questions and he did answer this where some of the basic stuff uh, basic reads and basic throws uh, zach wilson is not doing well and which played a major role uh, and this is a prime example of it i mean if you cannot throw a running back who is standing next to you then maybe you shouldn't be playing as an nfl starting quarterback maybe you need to take more reps and practice more and come back uh, so yeah yep yep i mean zack wilson hopefully he can figure it out you know hopefully he can come back and show everyone that he is worthy of that number 2 pick and and you know i i've seen an article not an article but a twitter thread by rg3 where he was comparing yeah. the uh, similar stats from i mean between obviously zack uh, wilson and another quarterback who's having a similar season stat wise and he was talking about taylor heineke uh from the washington commanders and he was actually showing you know both the quarterbacks have similar stats but one is being benched because he is a number 2 pick the expectations that are from him and the fact that you know uh, the team is losing because of him and compare that with taylor heineke from washington commanders and when he's in the lineup the team wins even though he's not performing at 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 that same level but everyone in the locker room loves him and they like him to be the starter and the team is winning in spite i mean not because of him but the team is winning because he's in the starting lineup and he's showing the leadership skills so i mean even though both have the same stats the same touchdown i think four touchdowns to some six interceptions or something for the whole year and the same amount of yards but it just shows from the leadership point of view the the difference between the two quarterbacks yeah absolutely uh, you know people underestimate uh, the role that morale plays um, in uh, for any individual or the team as a whole um, so you know hopefully zack wilson will um, learn from this um, experience and will be a better person um, and uh, will make jets more successful um, so moving on um, the strength of schedule um, for the jets um, they are currently uh, 15th uh, which makes them middle of the pack uh but when you look at their uh, next three games uh, you see that they're going to be playing bears the vikings and the bills um i feel like uh, for afc east um this is the uh, this is going to be the fork in their road where the good teams um, are going to start going to get differentiated from the bad teams um, and unless and until um, uh, if, uh, if jeff if jets need to prove themselves as good teams um, they need to uh, beat at least two of these three next games um, and i don't know how likely that's going to be uh, but it's going to be interesting to see if uh, uh, that's going to happen um, and if if that does happen uh, then we can start talking about uh, you know a playoff run for the jets uh, but until then uh, we still have to wait and watch Yep, yep. Now coming till the end, we'll go for predictions for this team. So right now, you know, before we go into predictions, right now the playoff picture for AFC right now, it looks like, you know, Chiefs are, you know, the number 1 seed. 
number 2 is dolphins 3 titans 4 ravens so those are the top 4 leading their divisions and and in the wild card spot we have you know 5 6 and 7 which is bills patriots you know obviously both these are from afc east and then you have bengals from afc north and then on the bubble is where we have jets so they are you know outside looking in and behind them are the chargers and colts and chargers are 5 and 5 colts are 4 and 6 4 and 6 colts i think it looks like a, a losing cause there unless things change but chargers jets stars being 5 and 5 jets being 6 and 4 and bengals being 6 and 4 in the seventh spot so jets definitely have you know uh, um you know a chance of getting into the wild card picture right now so i'll give it to rohit to see you know what are your predictions for the new york jets yeah and i see them miss the playoffs or wild card i don't think they're going to make it uh, afc as a division is way too competitive uh, elite quarterbacks and without a good quarterback uh, you, you're not surviving in playoffs and number 2 afc east is such a good division by itself like you have dolphins patriots bills and jets so uh, it's really hard for jets to survive and make it and the maximum amount of teams that can make from a division is 3 and jets will probably be four unfortunately shushan yeah similar prediction um two teams uh, in my opinion are guaranteed to make it from afc east uh, both dolphins and bills will be there um so then it really comes to best case scenario of three if, if three teams did make it um the likelihood of it being jets is super low um that's point number 1 um and the fact that even though they are while they are outside looking in uh, they are competing on both sides uh, in the sense that uh, their chargers who are you know very close on their heels to become number 8 uh, um and uh, you know potentially be the front runner to be uh, you know outside looking in um and then uh, on the inside um uh, you still have to do better than at least the patriots to be able to be there um and considering you know um i think belichick would be the difference at that point where patriots will end up becoming uh, better than jets um towards end of the season um so for that reason uh, i don't think jets will make it um, but uh this has been a much uh, better season for jets overall um so for that um i appreciate um the the progress that jets are making and i look forward to what jets can do next season yep good thoughts good thoughts i in my view the jets might sneak into the wild card and they might lose because the difference is so narrow this this past game with the the patriots right if they would have won that game they would have been number 1 in their division topping even the bills so they would have you know not been number 8 in this playoff race they would have been number 5 so that was the difference between the loss you know they are number 4 right now but the win that punt return for touchdown it was such a close game that win in that match would have brought them to number 1 so it is a very very close um game you know bring them from 1 to 4 so 
they are in outside looking in you know i think they might be overall you know at the end of the season they might be number 3 patriots might go to number 4 um and uh, jets might sneak into wild card and they might lose in the wild card is my prediction so we'll see how our all predictions you know carry forward for these two teams really good teams you know such a good division afc east fun to talk about uh these two teams the next two teams will be really fun as well we'll be talking about the bills and the patriots in the next divisional episode and that should be fun as well and coming to the end any final yeah, thoughts before we yeah. go into this holiday weekend one closing thought here is uh, i don't think it will be either jets uh, neither jets nor the patriots that will make the playoffs um, i think it will be the chargers uh, that will actually sneak in um, instead of either of these teams interesting interesting any any final thoughts rohit before we wrap up this episode no i think we covered it all good 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 all right so guys shushant rohit happy holidays have fun today is a wednesday november 23rd have a fun holiday enjoy your family time and shushant you bought a house congratulations thank you so much and as always namaste ballers catch you after the holidays and we'll discuss everything that we discussed and more so namaste ballers have a nice weekend peace Yes, uh, namaste ballers and uh, you know have a happy thanksgiving um recharge um, spend good time with your family um, and we will see you on the other side peace out bye